Amanda was trying to sell me in a bunch of wineries and yeah. uh, everything. I, I need. I have a. I have a list of places I need to check out. And I haven't really explored as much, but I. I was going to say, have more. you gone California wine taste? I know that you were. You're from in Virginia. There's a lot of wineries now. Yeah, yeah, but I, I've done some of like some stuff when I was um up up north in Monterey. I did like a handful of like wine tasting places, but okay. like, nothing that I. No Napa yet. No Napa. No Sonoma. No Sonoma. Didn't Temecula. Do Santa Barbara. Didn't do Temecula. Santa so. Barbara, like the Santa Barbara to Paso Robles is. Yeah. That's a good 9,500 miles of, of geography that it's nothing but great wineries. That That is a great spot to go through. Are I you a winery guy? I've, I've been to wineries, but I've never been yeah. uh, up to Paso. It, never been up there. It's a good spot. It, it's hot as you know what in the summer, but it's great. Santa Barbara, just like Los Olivos, just on the other side of yeah. the Santa Inez Mountains there, it feels like you're in a different country. Yeah. It's so teeny tiny little town, mm-hmm. kind of like a western themed town that's just uh nothing but really good wineries. Every time you go to a nice winery or something like that or whatever it is, I just swirl a lot. I'm a swirler. Swirler. Of course. <laughs> just Sniff. swirling. Not even sure what's going on, you know. Sometimes I t- I taste it and I'm like, "What is this? What is this?" It's a nice red. Kool-Aid. And and the <laughs> <laughs> and the bartender's on the other side, and I'm, he's not. We're not even making eye contact. Oki afterbirth, more I, I, cheese I, and crackers. Oki what? It's from the office. He oh. said, no, it has it has a, mm, an oki afterbirth. I, I, I must have missed that. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> what kind of from cheese di- is this? From dinner party. <laughs> oh, the he's, kind of yeah. crackers. Best part of the dinner party is where Dwight's glass is filled to the very rim. That is just outstanding. <laughs> he brings stuff. his own cooler. That's what's going to happen when me and Taylor and Alan <laughs> crash one of your parties. We're going to bring our own chair. We're going to bring our own. We're going to come in disguise. She's going to wear her bangs. <laughs> I'm going to have a mustache and glasses. <laughs> right, and we're going to see what it's all about. Hi, uh, Bob. Great to meet you. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I have an idea that I've been noodling with. I, I I'm not ready to tell you quite yet. I'm oh, not ready. Okay. To tell you We're not ready it. for it. We're no. also not ready. I, for it, it. It's not a tease. It's just, I, I need to get. You the, can't do uh, that to us. Sure, I can I just did. No. Uh, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> um, I need to. I need to finalize some things in my my universe. Did I tell you, I'm going to Vegas this weekend. No. Yeah. Little Michael baseball tournament. You leave when? Uh, Friday morning. Okay. Yeah. Friday morning, little Friday baseball, Saturday okay. double baseball, Sunday All right. double baseball. There's a, a by the baseball. way, it's a good time to be. I mean, if you're going to go to Vegas, I'd rather go now. Uh, I mean, I so I love Vegas. I, I am 100% pro Vegas, but for not the reasons that people love to go to Vegas, right? I, I don't really gamble. That's because yeah. I'd like to spend money on things that. I know that I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. I'm watching my money fly into that. No, stack you of got chips. A great odds is, with the casinos. Not a great time. Yeah, love to eat. Mm-hmm. Great restaurants in yep. Vegas. Really, there's there's nothing but great restaurants in Vegas. I like to have a few. Really, there's might not other than maybe New Orleans. There's not too many places that are better there's to have country. a few. And then I like to just kind of go and people watch. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good spot for all that stuff. Do you yeah. walk the strip? Like, are you the? <laughs> there was I. I, I so I here's. That was my suggestion to her when she first went. Yeah. yeah. I, like the first time I took my, I've told you the story. I took Michael, we're walking down the strip and they had, they're outside one of the uh, the casinos yep. where the show girls, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in the full. They thing. flick the cards. The, no, not those girls. Not not the professional, like show girls, not working girls. Okay. Okay. That, that, that there are. Uh, you could see where the confusion came the difference. You, you, you could 100%. see. 100%. I'm talking like headdress. Costume, oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. the whole thing, yep. like the classic Vegas mm-hmm. showgirls thing, and the showgirls are out there, and they're pretty. 
scantily clad, right? Mm-hmm. To just pasties, right? Yeah, they're not and, wearing and turtlenecks. So and, my, uh, Michael's. It was his 13th birthday. I took him out there to go see the Ducks and the Knights. He's a huge hockey fan. So he became we, a man. And he's walking by, and he's doing that thing where he's trying not to look, but he's really trying to make sure that he mm-hmm. doesn't kind of doing this. That, that we get a little farther past him, and he goes, Dad, is that okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean, is it okay? And he goes, to have, like, can you be naked? On Son, the it's illegal. I'm like, well, Mike, this is Vegas. Look around. Look at how many things are going on right where you can see that you've never seen anywhere else in the world. There are no rules here. It, it is a free-for-all. So, yes, walking the Strip is is a great way to do it. Yeah, but I, I'd much rather go this time of the year than – I remember – so we – there was – I wasn't even here yet. I was still working down in San Diego. And, and we have this, and it's not like it's uncommon. Remember when the All-Star Game was in Vegas? Oh, sure. Okay. So you got that event that was going on. And then they have the summer league that's always in Vegas. And you're literally walking around in a suit from the park. This is in July. From the parking lot of the, what's UNLV play? What is that? Uh, Thomas and Mac. Thomas and Mac. <laughs> and you got, it's like a good 10 minute walk from where you park to get into the arena wearing a suit. And it's 108. And the, it's so damn hot. And the ground is just steaming Can up. Can I ask a stupid question? Why were you wearing a suit? The summer league's like super casual. There's like guys in sweatshirts and board shorts. So I went to one of them that was an all-star game. There was another event that we had that was actually like you had to wear a suit for uh-huh. whatever it was. Uh, no, for the summer league, you're wearing a polo and you're yeah, good to go. Yeah. But there were a couple events where you're wearing a suit in 110, 12-degree weather. Lakers even had some preseason games out there. And I know it's October, oh, but still it's still screaming hot. Wearing a suit in those. See showgirls? Uh. Are those? What are those? Oh, he knew what they were. He just didn't know if it was okay to have them out. Oh <laughs> he just gosh. didn't know like what was going on. He knew like what it was. He just think about it. When you grow up where he's grown up, you don't walk down the street and there are showgirls standing out in front of. Well, if I'm 13 years old, I'm every 13 year old boy is saying, "What the heck is going on out Have here?" Have you been to like a like? A Vegas show, like a classic Vegas show, like Showgirls kind of thing, or Siegfried and Roy, or any of those kind of things. Um, no, only show shows Circus Soleil. Yeah, I've gone to That's, those. Yeah, no, that yeah. exactly. Yeah, I've gone to those in but Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. yeah, those are kind of fun. Amazing. It's a great way for a couple of hours and have a handful. The of The shows are remarkable. They're really fun. The shows are remarkable. We were talking about maybe trying to go to one this weekend, and we couldn't find anything that really kind of resonated in any real way. Go and Shania I, Twain. Eh, I don't. That's not really. I'd, if I was going with Slee, we'd go to Shania. We'd Twain. kill it there. Adele. But I need something that's kind of in our lane. And then yeah. we, we couldn't find anything that we really both liked. So I'm like, let's just go super campy Vegas, like full blown feather headdresses, oh. showgirls kind of thing. I've that's never done idea. that. Carrot I would top. love to do that. Carrot top, I can skip. <laughs> Go to the purple rhino wherever they went. <laughs> I, I've already done that in p- previous points in my life. Right, right. The carrot top thing in Vegas. Well, is we crazy. know a guy if you want to go there. John <laughs> I and I have still have his business card. Every place has that guy. Um, have and you they'll been, send a car to you. Have you been to? Uh, yeah, of course you have. That's where the Lakers played the new arena, the T-Mobile. Uh, s- yes, T-Mobile. So when they do like all the pregame, you know, this is where your exits are. That's all carrot top. Have you mm-hmm. seen that part? Yeah. <laughs> it's the mo- it's the best thing like ever. Doing the safety stuff. Yes, 
It's amazing. That. It's amazing. So they have the, well, this is what you can't do in your seat. And they have Carrot Top doing all of those things. If you need to find your exit, they have Carrot Top. It's it's wonderfully Vegas. It's my favorite thing. That's what I, okay. That's also what I love about the draft house here in downtown Los Angeles is all the like safety stuff before the show is always like the star of the movie you're about to see. So it's like <laughs> they sit down and like Michelle Yeoh is like pointing things out. It's very cool. Um, you should go see Tiesto while you're out there. <laughs> Tiesto's going to be doing his set. At, I think I'd fit right. Think in. at the MGM, they would arrest. They, they would immediately assume that the DEA has an a- undercover agent in the building, right? Just do this, like even when I you're in it. line, just do this. Is this Tiesto Taylor? Yeah, I was going to say. No. I don't think this one's the closest I got. This feels like a Chevy commercial, like right now. Two point eight percent. We go Tiesto. He's like, just give me something with a beat. Just give me something with it. Feel like I could do it. All right, I'm going to tell you what uh, got ruined. It was already like 93 and a half percent ruined, but we okay. went a full 100 percent yesterday. I'm done. I'm never going to bring it up again. But yesterday was the last straw. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so I got a tweet from uh, Matthew Pelosi after we were talking about what you want to do in Vegas, um, and I threw out the idea that maybe you should go see Shania Twain. And so uh, Matthew Pelosi says that Travis said, I think Travis says that Shania Twain doesn't impress him much. (laughs) I thank you, Matthew Pelosi. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I see what you did there. And I'm sure you would like this video. Uh, I, I, no, Shania I Twain's and, you know, Leopard. We all like Shania Twain's videos. Let's not be <laughs> obtuse about this. She's a beautiful, watch what you say talented about Shania. Woman. I'm telling you right Huge now, fan. watch what you say. I, I'm her. with you. I just don't want to, like, go see her perform. There's like, it's fine. I'll watch a video, but I don't need to spend two hours all watching right, three hours watching Avatar or Shania. I'd rather go on tour with Shania than watch ten minutes of Avatar. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you're insane. He's a big Fine. fan here. I actually, I saw, I, I haven't saw seen it, it yet. I've seen, it, seen it. I've seen a video game before. I don't need to. No, sit no, 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 no. You're not going for the movie itself. <laughs> Under, going, underwater blue things. No, no. Stop talking about the movie itself. You're not going to see the movie. You're going. Then why to see am the, I there? <laughs> you're seeing the 3D aspect oh, of it. Yep. It's not about the plot of the it's movie. Not, the plot is fine. You don't get no, it. The plot's you, not. How fine. do you understand this? <laughs> no, you, you're going for the 3D IMAX experience of feeling like you're basically. And in three hours, you know how much stretching you could get in. 
You can <laughs> stretch. I, I, I can start stretching. I can just take an edible and turn on the Animal Planet and and just get the same experience. But then you don't have the 3D aspect of like that things sounds floating amazing. by you and feeling <laughs> I, like you're in water. Then I don't have to go. It's sit a really there. good idea. So we go see it. I know what He's I'm doing. Do Look, I know how to have a good time, and me and Avatar is not on the list. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Ventura and Scott. Scott, you're on with Trav, Slee, and Berg. What's up? How's it going, guys? Hey, uh, Trav, I got a couple of spots for you to check out. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Omega Mart. No. In uh, in Vegas, but uh, it's a market in the Area 51 location, which is middle of town, and. Oh. Uh, they have like secret passages and secret doors and you go through and there's just cool art and it's just a really cool place to go hang out for a few hours. Do you have to be high or no? Drunk or? Um, High high helps for sure. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Just do it. I mean, you're going to do it anyway. You might as well do that too. You said you had a couple. What else, Scott? Yeah, there's also uh, towards the downtown area, a place called the Container Mall. It's a, a little mall set up of all the containers, like what you ship things over from China in. And there's cool, uh, cool spots, cool drink spots. You All might right. dig it. Something different, Thank you, Scott. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the second one, like I don't know if I need to see shipping containers, but the, the <laughs> yeah, that's your neighbor's yard, right? Yeah, I can just can knock on my dock. neighbor's door. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mind if I walk through your containers? But the first one, what if he owns cool. it? <laughs> that <laughs> actually <laughs> is that is uh, the, the first one with art and hidden. That, that sounds kind of yeah. That cool. sounds cool. I, I may like uh, I may throw that out to uh, the old lady and see what she has to say about just it. Go to Outback when you're out there. How does she feel about you calling her the old lady? She's okay. I I I. I call her that to her face. Okay, so that's she's actually like a, a thing. Yeah, no, that hey, it's, 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 meant, a it's meant with a great deal of no, not like that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Not don't like do that. that. No, no. <laughs> hey, lady. No, it's it's done <laughs> that's affectionately. It's a, a bad thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, as long as it's affectionate, yeah. that's a yeah, good thing. No, not, not like hey, you stupid old lady. It's not like that. <laughs> no, I didn't say, hey, yeah. you threw the stupid in there. I did not throw it's, that there. It's not like that at all. Ray, why would you? You're presenting. I mean, very. To say that, and Susan's the nicest person uh, in the a, world. She's wonderful. She's Jesus. pretty great. I'm a fan. She's wonderful. I'm a fan. All right. Um, this, this is an old argument, and I'm I'm done having it after I say my piece over the next two or three minutes here. Scott Rowland killed the Hall of Fame yesterday, totally officially. Great. It was on live support. It was really stupid because a bunch of people that are in it that should not be in it. But that was like the final straw because – I don't know if there's a person on earth that's a baseball fan that had ever bought a ticket to a Phillies game, a Cardinals game, a Reds game. I think he played for the Blue Jays for a hot second that was thrilled to walk into the ballpark because Scott Rowland was playing that night. Scott Rowland's career is not nearly as good as Steve Garvey's, and I'm not even going to bother. Here, Baseball reference has a thing where if you lead the league in a category, it's in bold. Right. You go to Steve Garvey's page, there's a bunch of bold. He's an MVP. He's a 10-time All-Star. All these things. Scott Rowland's page has zero bolded numbers. Zero. Not, he didn't lead the league in one thing one time ever. This is not, hey, if you last a really long time and you're a pretty good player, we're going to put you in the Hall of Fame. It's so silly to me because we know. If I said to you, Al, is Albert Pujols a Hall of Famer? Yeah, pretty easy one. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Is Clayton Kershaw a Hall of Famer? Yes, 100%. Of course he is. Is Ichiro a Hall of yep. Of course he is. But hey, you know, let me tell you about Scott Rowland's war against it. It's like, stop. The second you have to start making this argument for me, it's so silly. These giant accumulation of stats is so dumb. And I don't know why it hit me like this yesterday. But the Scott Rowland thing was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, And he was a good player. He made the All-Star team like six or seven times. He was a good player. He was a very good player for a period of time. But 
He was never a star. Never once was he an important part of Major League Baseball. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. You know what's funny? None of those do it for me. None of them. Because I don't know what the criteria is. So you want to talk about NBA Hall of Famers. You want to talk about... I don't really... I'll just use as an example. MVP voting. um, All-star games. None of them really do anything But MVP voting, I think... All-star games, I'm with you on that. That's become a thing where it's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you are in the top two or three of MVP voting, you are a great player, Mm -hmm. right? That doesn't happen by accident. If you're constantly in the top three or four, like Mike Trout is, or you want to... Then it means something. Scott Rowland was inside the top five one time, and he was fourth. He was never inside the top 24 after that. He was never one of the 24th best players in his own league... Other than one time. So how many people do you think are like you that this strikes a nerve? And that the reason why I'm setting it up like that is because I think we've kind of reached a point where nobody really cares who you, you gets in right. and, and who you doesn't. You may be right. But for me, th- this was the tipping point because he was the definition of a, just a guy who was a good player that wasn't that interesting or impactful that I just never really cared about. It was just the end of this for me forever. So this is the thing. Like so Scott Rowland when he was first in, I think he's been around for 3 or 4 years on the MVP or on the Hall of Fame voting. I'm not sure exactly how many years. But he came in the first year he was a 10.8%, which meant that, you know, 90% of people almost, 89% of people didn't think he was a Hall of Famer. Somehow he found his way up to the the required 75%. It's out of control. There's no reason for this guy to be in it whatsoever. You're right. I've never went to a Dodger game. It's like, oh, I get to see Scott Rowland play third base this year. Mm-hmm. No, it's never. It was never a thing, and it's and it's upsetting because it's not the Hall of Fame anymore. This is now Scott Rowland has completely made it into the Hall of Good, not very good. Yeah. The Hall of Good. Good. Good for a long time. Good for a extended for a period time. of time yeah. that doesn't really mean anything. There's never a point where I'm going to get to the go to Cooperstown and be like, "Hey, look, check it out." Let Scott me go. Rowland. Let me go read Scott mm-hmm. Rowland's plaque before I go read Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays's. It's a. It's an absurd setup mm-hmm. that this is a place for Mickey Mantle, Ricky Henderson, you know Barry Bonds, who I know is not in for for guys like Clayton Kershaw, sure. the greats and, and of the greats, Albert Pujols yeah. and Mike Trout and Ted Williams. Scott Rowland is in the same building with Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle? That's Doesn't absurd. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an absurd, absurd. R- ridiculous construct. So there you, should be like 50 guys in the whole thing. Yeah, so you want criteria. Criteria is you need to be good, like one of the but top five it. best. That's, that, that's I'm my telling point. you what the criteria yeah. should be, is that the top, the, for a 10-year period, you're in the top five. You're one of the greatest players, and every single night, in and in, in out, you're on Center top plays, yep. or you're doing something that's like, wow, i got to stop my myself yep. and go turn on the TV to watch this play. This is this Scott is Rowland this is, is part of the reason guy. why I don't care about it is because there are people who are deserving of it that have not got in and there are people who, who are not like, deserving yeah, who? of it. Who? Just in general. I'm talking about the like, no. NBA. I, I well, hear John NBA is, I hear NBA John and Michael talk about Michael well, Cooper all the time. Well, there's not an the NBA. The, the the basketball Hall of Fame is like if you are a great high school player you can submit your resume. Sure. Like it's not even the NBA Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that's not what it is. So it's that the basketball count. Hall of Fame. Okay, but um, and I'm just using the example of Michael Cooper. I always hear them say, how is he not in the Hall of Fame? This is basketball, whatever the case is. But I think there's... I don't know what the criteria is. I don't. So it's it's like, it's it's tough for me to... I hear what you're saying, but I think it's really simple to boil down to. If you asked 100 people, should player X be in? If any fewer than like 95 or 6 of them say yes, you're not. By the way, you're right. It's literally that. 
does it, it feel like it is like that? Of course it isn't. Louis, Scott Rowland got in yesterday. And that's my <laughs> point. Fernando, my point is, is like that Fernando's not in. And, and he shouldn't be. Fernando should be in the Dodger Hall of Fame. Correct. Fernando's incredibly important to this city. He's incredibly important to Dodger fans, especially Dodger fans of a certain age like myself. Yep. But Fernando Valenzuela was not one of the great pitchers in the history of baseball. He wasn't. So this might Clayton work. Kershaw is. Yes. Sandy might. Koufax was. I mean, there, there are guys. Oral Hershiser was my favorite pitcher as a kid. He's not a Hall of Fame caliber player. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. But that it should be for the most select people out there, and that's not what any of these things have become. No, and this might be. I don't know if this will work out or not, but like, Emily, before this conversation, did you have any idea who Scott Rowland was? No. Okay. Taylor. Have you? Did you yeah, know? Yeah, I know Scott. Okay, just so as you a know, Cardinal. Just as a Cardinal. Okay, because yeah. you're a Cardinal fan. But otherwise, He's a Twins fan. No, it's a yeah. Twins fan. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Sorry. I just remember. But him. either way, but for the most part, if you ask yeah, somebody, Scott Rowland is not a not big walk, time name. You can go no. walk around here and ask people, do you know who Scott Rowland is? And they're no. going to say no. Mm-hmm. But you say, you know who Ichiro is? Yes, hundred percent. Tony Gwynn. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Tony Gwynn should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Dave Winfield should be in the Hall of Fame. Like sure. there are guys that are no brainers. And then it's like the second you go, well, no, you know that he's got stop. This, uh, the second you have to explain to me why he is, take 100 people at random. Are you a baseball fan? I am. Is each row a Hall of Famer? 100 are going to say yes. If you say Scott Rowland, maybe you'll get 50, yeah, but that means that no. Well, it's at a first hard it no. was 10. If there was 100 people, there was 10%. Done. There, I never, never have to do it again. I get it. You got to sell. You got to sell hotel rooms in Cooperstown. You got to get all these things. I, I get it. That you it's feel a, a little better. I do. Got I, it out. I'm unburdened a little bit along the way. I, Scott Rowland. It's like putting Tim Wallach in the Hall of Fame. I just like what the hell are we doing? I just feel like they did it this year because they said we need to put somebody in this year. We didn't do it in 2021. We have mm-hmm. to put somebody in. Let's throw. Let's put Scott Rowland in there. I mean, he was he had a decent enough career. Let's throw him in there because we should have somebody. Put Steve Garvey in. He was better than Scott Rowland. Steve Garvey shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. My favorite Dodger is a kid, but he's more does impactful not, than Rowland. Right by a mile. Mm-hmm. It, it there. Feel Much better. better. I do. I, I, I still don't feel better. I'm still very angry about it. But who, 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 did you have one that just hit you around the bend? No. Well, this is this, this one is, is the one. Like, I mean, Jeff Bagwell was one that I was like, eh, I mean, he was exciting for a moment, but not one of those great dudes. But this one is one that it's like, why? What? Where are we? What is happening right now that the Hall of Fame has become this? Jeff Bagwell, to... in his defense, his page is covered with bold numbers. It's great, mm-hmm. but that but but he wasn't like I was like okay. I, I you know. agree with you, but at least cool his stance. page. At is least you covered. can make a case, yes, or a it, stronger and, and he case. He shouldn't be in either, but at least there's. I'm looking at it at a glance. There's 20 bolded numbers on his page. Mm-hmm. Rolling a zero, none. I wonder if he has any of the bolded on the on the defensive metrics because probably not. He should bold his own page. <laughs> let's go to the it's ball- not wikipedia let's go to the ballpark tonight <laughs> and see a guy there. field grounders there's a sentence no one's ever said no and that's why michael cooper's not in because he was just a defensive guy and don't come at me with your ozzy smith's in okay fine ozzy can be in no one wizard. else we're gonna make a defensive win it's gonna be a broom closet it's gonna be ozzy's plaque and a broom and a bucket with a mop <laughs> that's the defensive ask, wing of the i was gonna ask both you guys we're running out of time because we've got factor cap but we do it 11 45 uh we never, we never gotten into justin turner some of those comments you made about uh, joining the Red Sox and kind of without saying something, saying something, right? Not that the Dodgers did him dirty, but plenty. maybe they did him dirty. So we do that at 1145. I don't want to get your guys' thoughts on that. All right, uh, Factor Cap coming up next. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. <laughs> I thought there was more. I thought coming. you were going. <laughs> well, thought we you got were it going. done. We got it done. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, guys. I'd like to take home the Mandy for least annoying producer. Travis for least annoying We'll uh, make our own. Talent. We're going to go yeah. to a trophy shop and get them printed all on our own. Yes. And we'll we'll share it. You can have it Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and I'll take it. Just grab the mic and say congratulations to Emily, and then just go. And then you could do the same for him. Right, exactly. We're going we're gonna to go on the stage and everything. So we'll just have at least that. So this has been kind of a debate on uh, the internet, and it's about whether or not uh, you should open a window on a plane. So... Obviously, I think for the takeoff and the landing, open window is fine. But when it comes into play is if when you're up in the air and there's nothing to see. So you shouldn't have a window open outside of takeoff and landing on a plane. Travis, try your cap. Cap. I think if you're sitting in the window seat, it's up to you whether you want it open or closed. What if the light's coming in and it's right in someone else's eye? Should have bought the window seat. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if if it's that important to you, buy the window seat because that whoever – Gets that seat, gets the control. I, I'm a closed shade guy most of the time because, mm-hmm. like you said, Em, there's not really much to look at after you're up in the air and going wherever it is you're going. But if you want to stare out the window at a bunch of fields, as wherever it is you're going to, knock yourself out. Why not? Al? I go cap on this one. By the way, I never get the feel. I'm always the wing. The wing just takes everything. That's all I see is just the wing. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> everywhere I sit. Everywhere I sit. That's, that's how it is. I'm cap on this one. Um... I'm pretty good at this. Like, I kind of am gauging what's going on here. If I got somebody sitting right next to me and it looks like they're trying to go to sleep, then you know what? I'll close the window. It's not a big deal. But if they're reading a book or if they're watching a movie or something like that and the window really doesn't affect them, then it's okay to have the window open. But I'm I'm pretty... I pay attention to stuff like that, especially when I'm around others, especially when I'm around strangers. I hate when people are just in their own world and... um, are completely not paying attention. If to I'm not looking out the to. window and somebody kind of says, "Hey, would you mind?" Clo-? Yeah, sure. But if I'm staring at the, uh, you know, pivot irrigation in the middle of it and I'm enjoying it, and somebody says, "Hey, would you mind?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm kind of looking out the window. I'll close it in a minute. I'm gonna keep." If I'm just staring at my Dawson's book, this guy's got a confrontation. He's like, "No, I'm not just, freaking I'm, doing I'm it." I'm looking out the window. You should have bought this seat. You know what they're gonna do when you need to use the restroom. <laughs> I'm Go big, around. I'm, odds are I'm bigger than them. I'm going to get through. They're going to they're going to want <laughs> me out of there as opposed to sitting right next to them. Uh, side note: Do you, do either of you guys follow the flight map when you're on a plane? Do you have that on your screen or whatever? Uh, right at takeoff, yes, just to kind of get the the ETA on yeah. arrival. But it's like you look at it; the plane no. hasn't moved. It's still just sitting over Orange County. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> so this is it's kind of funny you say that because I may I'll check it. Check it every once in a while, but I can't have it on. It's in like between the, movies or whatever. It, it's like the uh, it's like being at the gym if you're on a machine, and I don't want to see how many minutes I got left. I don't want to see how many <laughs> calories I burned because yeah. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I agree. Taylor, 
I'm kind of with Trav on this. I'm cap too. I'm an aisle seat guy, but I'm at the mercy of the person at the window seat. If I didn't choose that seat, I can't really decide if you can open or close the window. And are you a uh, flight map watcher? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of of the mind. You know, if you watch a pot, it's not going to boil. So <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. All right. So Steven Spielberg was saying, um, so one thing about the Oscars is that like typically a blockbuster doesn't win. It, it typically is whatever we've all seen isn't the one that uh, wins. Like Tonka Maverick this year, likely not going to win Jennifer Conley, best actress, for instance. <laughs> right, exactly. So Steven Spielberg says that Dark Knight should have been the first blockbuster best picture. And you agree with Steven Spielberg, Alan Fetrakap? I'm fact on this one, and I'm not a you know I'm not a huge movie buff. Dark Knight was one of my favorite movies. Great movie. It was fantastic. Sure. It was amazing, and I don't think it should be dictated that way. Of well, if it's a big blockbuster, then all of a sudden it kind of goes down a yeah, notch. It's out automatically. Come on, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. And, and I'm not saying that it should be determined on what the sales are. It should be determined. I'm not talking about that, but if everybody agrees, we'll go back to Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. If people don't agree that he should be in there, then he shouldn't be in there. But if people think, hey, that was the best movie, damn it, let it win an Oscar. Trev? I'm with with Al. I don't know if it should have been the first one to win it because, for instance, I'll go back... Star Wars, right? It made eighty gazillion dollars. Yeah. E. T. Eighty, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. They're if, good movies. Right. They're good movies. Lethal Weapon that Two. Everybody enjoys Lethal Weapon Two. Why not? But it doesn't have to be some depressing art house performance that where the it's Berlin this. Composer. Oh, you guys don't understand the cinematography and the storytelling. <laughs> You're right. Like, I don't care. We don't like, understand. If you care, that's fine. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with yeah. you caring about that, but. If this is just some little boutique thing that you guys are going to nerd out about, that that's cool. But then don't have it be pretend that this is the best picture. It's the best picture for people that nerd out on movies. Mm-hmm. Right. That's different than the movie that everybody loved. Yeah, totally. Uh, Taylor? Fact, yeah. I love The Dark Knight. It's a great movie. Why Why is film like this and music isn't? You know, It seems like in music, the, the most commercially successful you know, the popular stuff is the stuff that wins, but, but film is different. I don't know different different people in charge of making the decisions and uh, yeah I think they I think the Oscars take themselves a little too seriously sometimes and then the I don't know if that's the same way with music awards but that's kind of how when, it when the Oscars are next month is that what it is uh, want to say it's in March was it um, it was last year where Will Smith slapped yes, Chris it was Rock last right? year. yeah yeah um, there's jokes about that this year right we can't yes, pretend it didn't happen if Will Smith is be, not there well I, he's banned isn't he. Uh, he's not nominated this year, and I don't think he's allowed to come. Yeah, I think he's been suspended. Yes, he's serving three three Oscar Oscar suspension. Exactly. (laughs) I think he's suspended, but you have to make the joke, right? I mean, Eddie Murphy already made the joke at the Golden Globes, but I'm I'm sure it's going to be there for the Oscars. It would be awful if that joke isn't made. Like it has to be. It's been a year. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty funny. All right, so um, I'm going to take something from Taylor when he does. Hey, did you see? But a poll. Uh, said that if people are given extra time, respondents said that this is what they would do with their extra time. So 28% would tackle more projects or bigger ones. 34 would knock out some more chores. 20% said they'd need more time for extra sleep. And some some say uh, that they would adopt a pet or they'd go back to school. So if you had extra time and you wanted to take on a new hobby, you would be interested in learning how to fly a plane. Taylor, factor cap. How to fly a plane? Um... Seems like an expensive hobby, you know what I mean? And when would it come right. in handy? It might come in handy if you know the pilot passes out or something. But I can't. I can't I'm not going to go buy my own plane. So, nah, cap. 
All right, Jeff? No, I'm going to leave that to the professionals. That's Cap. I'm going to let the guy that flew in the Navy. <laughs> it's Michael Thompson. For, Michael for Thompson's years. on that one. <laughs> right. Um, flew in the Navy for 20 years mm-hmm. and then flew for some regional airlines. And now he's been flying for Delta for 20 more. <laughs> I want to get on that guy's plane, not mine. Um, I Okay, can I just kind of turn this a little bit? Mm-hmm. Did you learn how to do anything or take on a major project during COVID? Did you do anything that was atypical for you? Like, hey, I've got all this time. I'm going to do blank. Did you do anything like that? No. Neither did I. I did. So did you? I, no. I biked a lot and I uh, did some crocheting. Okay. Well, then good for you. Taylor, did you take on <laughs> something I, I started hiking, actually. Okay. Yeah. Good for them. Because I was more like you, Slee. Like, all of a sudden, you have nothing but time. Stared at my phone more. Watched more TV. I've read a little bit more, but I've had time and I'm I'm wasted. I need to work and that's it. All right, I'll, I'll go fact on this only for the mere fact that it's it's something different. It is kind of interesting if you have no idea what's going on. Obviously, there's somebody that really, I never want to be the actual person that's in control of anything like that. But if I could be on the sidelines and I could kind of see how it does operate, that's kind of fascinating, totally. right? Just to learn something different like that. So I'll go fact Did on I that. Did I tell one. you guys that? I might have told the story here. I know I've told my friends this story, but my um, best friend back in Virginia, her dad is a pilot. He flew for American Airlines for a bunch of times. He's now since retired. But when he came to visit for like a parents weekend, he flew his own plane. He built his own plane with his own two hands. And <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Crazy. Hard pass. And... I got to go up in a plane with him. Wow! And uh, he was like, "Oh, do you want to do like any any flips or anything?" I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Oh nope. my! Does but he do Disney his own uh, heart surgery on the weekends with tools <laughs> that he built in his garage? No, he he does not. But he still does fly his plane. And you know, it was I took cool. on this uh, cardiac surgery as a hobby during COVID. Lay down, Slee. Let me give you a quick bypass. <laughs> At least that would be a I'm gonna build a duplex that. this weekend. So okay, crazy. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> All right, so I was telling Travis this story this morning. Uh, I don't. I think we were talking about the guy uh, hitting, breaking the backboard, and oh, I was right. like, "Oh, embarrassing story." Jerome Lane. Yes, Jerome Lane. And I, um, I was saying, "Oh, I had an, an embarrassing sports story that happened to me one time." So I was uh, a goalie in high school, and sometimes when we do practice in high school, goalies would go to one field, and then everyone else would go to another field. And so I was by myself for a little bit before the other goalie showed up. So I was punting into the net to get like you know just some work in because I can't really do much else by myself as a goalie and so I was punting into the net and I punted into the crossbar came back hit myself in the face got a bloody <laughs> nose had to walk to the team be like hey guys sorry got my face beat in um, by myself um, so you have an embarrassing sports story uh, Travis Dr. Cap. I mean, not quite where I caved in my own face. Embarrassing. I've had <laughs> I've, I've had thrown temper tantrums before, which are in retrospect terribly embarrassing. Um, I've played terribly. I've I've been embarrassed by my performance, but uh, other than just not being able to control my emotions here and there as a younger man, I don't have a oh I tripped and fell at center court kind of moment. I I had days where I gave up multiple home runs and was out of the game before the second inning was over. <laughs> but I don't I don't know if that's the quite the same thing. Ow. Okay, this fact for me. This actually this wasn't that long ago. So post COVID, I, I used to play basketball all the time pre COVID. Post-COVID, I didn't really play basketball. It just didn't happen. I don't know. I just didn't start getting back into the gym or anything like that. So I played probably about like six, eight months ago. I played a pickup game. I hadn't played a pickup game in a while. And one of the guys, this is at the athletic club, one of the guys that I was guarding, I knew we used to play together back in the day when uh, pre-COVID. <laughs> Literally nothing happened. I don't know what he's doing with the ball. I, he probably makes one move. 
And I just, I lose balance on my feet and I fall. And we no. both just start laughing, looking at each you other. both fell? No. Just I'm the you. only one that fell. You and broke he your ankle. He didn't even, <laughs> but he didn't even like do a move to where it's like one of those, wow, he really set up Al and then he got him with a crossover. And we both just kind of stopped playing and started laughing because I hadn't played in, I don't know how long it was. And it looked like it was the first time I ever played basketball. So that's one of probably many embarrassing basketball I like that moments. you got your ankles broken when he wasn't trying to break your ankles. There wasn't an ankle-breaking <laughs> moment. He might not it might even have the ball, for all I remember. You're just running back on D and cr- crossed yourself No, up even worse. It was half court. You didn't have to go anywhere. Oh, okay, fact. So I think I was, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, and they introduced soccer as a sport at my school, and they had all these, all these new boys going out for soccer. And they sent us to the next town over, big town, and we had to play an all girls team and we lost like 11 to 0 this all boys team lost to these girls and i was As the you go- should. <laughs> i was the goalie and i gave up yeah a bunch of goals you gave up 11 goals we have two goalies like, oh, on you're, our crew you're the tallest here. guy just go in there you know you block some shots or whatever he was suspended never played soccer again they suspended again. you after that <laughs> yeah well good decision I think that you hanging up your soccer boots, they call them boots, right? Yes. The cleats. Sho- the cleats are boots. The gloves are what you would wear as a goalie. You can hang up your gloves too. And you can hang up your, uh, I'm just going to stick with boots. That yes, sounds with very soccery. <laughs> gloves sounds like could be baseball or golf or something else. We'll just, we'll go with boots on the soccer pitch with a nil-nil score. I know everything. Right. Justin Turner is a Red Sox and it doesn't sound like he wanted to be. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's not an ask Slee, but I think it's a it's a good question for you, Al. Okay. Uh, this is from Eddie, and Eddie writes, is it me or is it just something about when someone says, I'm pretty good at that, that I don't believe them? If you hear somebody say, you know, I'm pretty good at that. Um, no, I believe them. Let me use as an example. How many times have you said for beer chugging? I'm pretty no, good no, at guys, that. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. But how many times has I believe Greg you. said it? I only said it when I was in college, and then I tried against Travis, and he absolutely Well, here's the thing. Me. He could be pretty good at it. You just went up against I'm, the wrong opponent. Right. I'm not Travis level and not even close. Like, I was actually doing okay. And then, yeah. That was just a mess. And literally, a mess all over the floor. Depends on who it is, because some people say they're good at everything, and that is, oh, I'm pretty good. No, you're not. And then there's people that don't say anything very often, and it comes up, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm all right at that. It's like, stay away from that guy <laughs> that, do, that doesn't say anything That's until true. it's time to go. Hey, do you play golf? Yeah, I'm all right. Don't play with that guy. Yeah, he's li- going to he's gonna take your money. I like to say I'm good at everything, even though I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's your jam. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Confidence, so, Travis. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm, I'm team confidence. Fake it till you make it, no doubt. Um, Justin Turner had his first like public appearance yeah, yeah. since he signed with the Red Sox. It was something here in town, a kind of a community event, which he's been amazing at during his time here in L.A. nine seasons. He said it's kind of the final bow in L.A., yeah. this final event that he had. And he, and he was talking about why he's with the Red Sox mm-hmm. and he's not with the Dodgers anymore. Two years, $22 million bucks, um, for Good the Red man. Sox. So $11 million bucks a season. Great. The Dodgers, His option, too, on that second year. The, the Dodgers declined a one-year $16 million mm-hmm. option. So we're talking about a difference of $5 bucks. Okay? Yeah. Justin Turner is one of the 
great Dodgers of this era. Okay, he, he's, he is a guy that for the last 10 years or so, when the Dodgers have been the best team in baseball during the regular season, put that qualifier in there, it's him and Kershaw. Those, those are the two guys. They let, and he's wildly popular in the community. He's wildly popular with the fans. He's wildly popular with his teammates. You hear all these other guys are like, no, JT runs that clubhouse. He's gone for five million bucks. They, they signed JD Martinez for one year, ten million dollars. Yeah. So, I, 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 eh. so let, let me. Uh, I'm going to kind of take a little further because I want to read a couple quotes in in what uh, Travis talking about. Okay. Muncie did an interview maybe within the last week. Did it on Dodgers Nation, and they were talking about Justin Turner leaving. And if you heard the way he explained the importance of Justin Turner. And not, not that this is a big surprise or anything like that, but I like it when it comes from one of your peers. It's one thing for, for you sure. and I to say it, but when he's saying it, he talked about how Justin Turner was, hey, that was our leader. When we went out on the road, it was Justin Turner that would set up this text chain that, guys, hey, this is where we're meeting. We're all going to have dinner. He just had this. He was the guy that, aside from everything he did on the field, aside to all the many years that he spent with the Dodgers, the nine years and everything else, Aside from all that, he was much more than just the dude that can hit you a three-run homer at any time, right? So this was one of his quotes um, coming from this interview that, that Trav was talking about. I don't think it does anyone any good to go back and speculate as to what happened. I don't want anything to blow back or taint the last nine years that I had in everything that we accomplished. Later added, I'd rather celebrate the nine years than talk about maybe what could have been or should have been or didn't happen. So there's... Sometimes you can say things by dancing and he's not trying to he's not trying to throw the Dodgers organization under the bus. He's not trying to do that. But whether that's the intention or not, that's a shot at your organization. It's a shot at the front office of, "Hey, I I was my preference was to be here. They didn't want me here. They signed JD Martinez to 10 10 million, right? The one-year 10 million dollar deal. Yep. I think it just has more to do with um, Justin Turner wanted to be a Dodger. I don't think it was reciprocated from the Dodgers. That, that's why he said what he said, right? This this was a, hey, listen, I didn't want to go anywhere. They they kind of forced the issue. And, and I get it. He's in his late 30s. I get it that his production is starting to wane from where he was, but he's still pretty good. And there, there's really no discernible difference between him and J.D. Martinez. I find it hard to believe that he's leaving for $11 million a year, two years, $22 million, when the Dodgers gave J.D. Martinez $10 million a year, that there wasn't a deal to be worked out. And I've said this 100 times, I give the Dodger front office the benefit of the doubt on almost everything because they've proven to be experts at navigating their roster and constructing teams. Experts. This feels like a mistake for because I don't think that there's a huge financial gap between what he probably wanted and what the Dodgers were comfortable going to. And I do believe that you don't make this exception very often, but there are exceptions of guys you say, he's important to the culture of what we're doing. As long as it's not a crazy number, let's find a way to get this done. And it sounds like he wanted to get something done. So... I don't know. I didn't hear it as, as much as that as what you're saying. I, I think when you look at it, Let's say you're in Game 7 of the NLCS and you need a big hit. A couple of years ago, it would have been Justin Turner. If you And you bring somebody off the bench, I would rather have J.D. Martinez come off the bench. So I think it's those types of things that made this deal happen. It's not so much of what 
what he's done in the past. It's not that legacy deal that you do with Kershaw and you do with other things because he's a pitcher. I think it's two, two totally different but, things. But he wasn't asking for legacy type money. You're not hooking him no. up with a Kobe Bryant golden parachute where I, you say, here's, you know, whatever it was for Kobe, 35, 40 million, whatever it was at the end. Just let, let if if the number that we're uncomfortable with JD is JD Martinez gives you a better chance to win down the line. I don't as much as Justin Turner was not that guy in the playoffs this last year. And if he doesn't get a hit and he and he does fall off more so, the front office has to go and explain to you like why did you keep Justin Turner around when he's clearly fallen off? Or you bring in a guy that's one year ten million to let JD Martinez if, who, if who can hit a big home course, run at so any moment. Turner. I don't think he's that guy anymore. Oh, I I do. And and the, I mean, the, he, the part that doesn't make sense to me, I'm with you like greg if you want to say listen we're going to go get we're going to give third base to you know vargas okay yep. we're, we're i just, think that's what it is that's fine then yeah. give that to him to, or, or we're going to put dh we're going to have max muncie be our dear whoever it is younger cheaper and we got a lot longer runway you went from one aged player to another aged player that's virtually the same for virtually the same price and sacrificed culture i think you're not i mean you're probably not putting Turner in that DH spot every single night. You're gonna take you're gonna take play away from Miguel Vargas with Justin Turner. JD Martinez is not taking any playing time away from any big time player. He is a DH. He is nothing but a DH. I don't know if that's something that you know Justin Turner said. I mean, I don't know. Justin Turner could have said, "I want to play in the field." JD Martinez and Justin Turner's numbers last year are virtually identical. And I think They're Justin Turner is going to be a but DH in Boston. So is, I, is I don't. He, I, I don't, think, don't know what he's. Gonna, I think I he will be a in DH Boston, in Boston. But a strict DH, nothing he's, else. A couple of years younger, but they're both in their mm-hmm. mid to upper thirties. It's not okay, like one can guy's I, can I just and the other guy's thirty eight. I think I think this is the argument. I think the argument is this. Maybe um maybe you're right. Maybe JD JD Martinez is a better player today than Justin Turner. But it's fair to say that it's not gonna be by much. It's not I don't, gonna be by much. I was gonna be and I think the argument Travis trying to make, okay, well, if it's not going to be by much why sacrifice culture? Why one of the foundational players for the Dodgers you're moving on from to kinda you're saving maybe a couple of bucks that it, it's it's but you really didn't but but that, that's no. what I go back to yeah, I go, that's why I don't think I don't that's why I don't think it's a monetary thing and I don't think it's something I think I don't think it's a monetary thing either this is why it doesn't make sense to me if there was an obvious economic advantage or an obvious player, player advantage, advantage yep. I'm okay with moving on from an aged player who you feel can't really help me but if you're just going to replace Justin Turner with J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner wasn't asking for the world and didn't get the world, that's the part. Wanted to you, be back, yeah. was trying to work yeah. out some type of a solution. I, I, I just don't think they're equating in that sense. I don't think it's strictly J.D. Martinez for Justin Turner. I think there's more that goes along with it. It's more the playing time for Vargas. It's more of like if I need a home run off the bench. DH, Berg, right? No, no, I know. But like if you're gonna, if you want a home run off the bench, you're gonna you're gonna go to JD Martinez more so than you're gonna go to Justin Turner in that sense. If you're looking for that three run home run to put you back into the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. You're going to go to JD Martinez. One guy had going, 13. One guy had 16 last year. Yeah, it's I, the same. But it's it's a trust thing. If like oh I'm. What did I you trust Justin I, Turner more? No, to hit a home run. I hit. I trust JD Martinez to hit a home. Run. One guy slugged 444, one guy slugged 438. They're the same guy. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> overall you trust J.D. Martinez more so to hit the home run, the big home run, Why? than Justin Turner. Because Justin Turner isn't a power guy anymore. He's going to hit a couple home runs they here and there. They hit the same amount of home runs. I, I understand, but I'm saying like, that's, could, could those it are be in this? the flow of the game, and he's also playing third. He's could it, could it be this? Bats. Coming straight off the bench, I trust J.D. Martinez more. But they're both going to play the situation. same position, Greg. They were both going to be the D.H. Yeah, I, I just, could it Could I, it be I this? I feel like... 
obviously the Dodgers had an offseason that wasn't a normal Dodger offseason. They Agreed. didn't go out and sign a number of different players. They lost Trey Turner. Bellinger is gone. Justin Turner gone. Could it just also be, guys, we want to try something different? I think and, there's a lot and, of that. Could it be just part of churning the page of a chapter? I know you haven't fully churned it. You know, you still got, obviously, players that have been around for a long time. Kershaw, Dave Roberts, been the same manager for uh, a number of years. Could it just have been, yes, we can bring back Justin Turner, but part of us just wants to try something different? I mean, it could be. And could look, be part of that. Why, why, I love why, Justin Why Turner. swap out a guy for guy mm-hmm. when, look, if if it were, we're just going to swap out Max Muncie for the same version of Max, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it with Gavin Lux, you can do it with Cody Bellinger, fine. Don't have that answer. Not with Justin Turner. That, and like, I have if, the quotes. If you're gonna, if you're gonna swap it bad. out, if you're gonna swap it out, then don't do it with a guy that's the heart and soul of your team. Yeah. And I'm not. That's not usually my lane. Where oh, he's so good. But this is the same player who's a little bit younger, but the production is virtually identical. And who knows how we fit? Bro, keep an eye on the clock, bro. This is getting ridiculous. I stopped talking. You guys are still talking. This is ridiculous. I got a lot I, to say. I, Emily said in my ears, "Time to wrap," and I stopped talking. <laughs> we got some time. We got some calls on this. Plus, ten in a row, Al. I'm gonna. Yeah. I really need you to walk me through how that happens. I know that the Clippers are a little better than the Lakers right now. Ten in a row doesn't make a lot of sense. It's coming up next. Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.